Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally-owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. Hope you guys are having a fantastic Wednesday wherever you may be across the country. Exactly two weeks till Christmas, and we are hopefully giving you a holiday enjoyable version of OutKick. We're going to start off with Harry Gagnon out of Vegas with some gambling picks for us as we get ready for NFL Week 15. And then Jeff Schwartz slides in in Hour 2 to break down the latest NFL action plus Animal Thunderdome, and how many playoff contenders are actually threats to advance to the Super Bowl in the NFC and the AFC. We discussed. This will be the Outkick Podcast, and it begins now. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Got to be honest with everybody out there. I hope you're having a fantastic Wednesday, wherever you may be across the country or around the world. Thanks for spending it with us. I'm a little bit surprised that Le'Veon Bell doesn't work for me. Uh, because as an island of competence surrounded by an ocean of incompetence, I can definitely see somebody who works on this show calling in sick and then somebody else who listens to the show tweeting us a picture of the person who called in sick out bowling. This is a, uh, this is a ridiculous story. It's a fun story, but it's also just totally absurd. And I think evidence of someone not really understanding the world in which they are in. And if you haven't heard this story, first of all, the Jets are a mess, right? 
nobody really knows what to expect with Adam Gase. We had the Sam Darnold mono issue earlier this year. Le'Veon Bell sits out for a year, comes back fairly mediocre in his return. The Jets providing further evidence, as if we needed any at all, that paying very much money for a running back is completely wasted dollars. But Le'Veon Bell has got the flu. And as we get ready for tomorrow's game, in theory, between the Ravens and the Jets, the final Thursday night football game of the year, uh, hopefully Le'Veon Bell will be back 100% healthy and he'll play. But he did not play on Sunday. And the reason he did not play was because he had the flu and they were concerned that he was still contagious. So he didn't show up for work at all. You only play 16 games. Not that difficult in the grand scheme of things in terms of the number of months that you're obligated to be available if you're an NFL player. Instead, he went out bowling from 10.30 at night until 1 a.m. So... I don't understand how you can be in Le'Veon Bell's position and not recognize that if you aren't able to play football because you're sick, it's a bad look to then go out and bowl instead of being at home and doing whatever, just not in the public eye as you attempt to get better. I want to bring in the crew and see if everybody else agrees with me that this is a crazy story. It's one thing to uh, to, to be injured in a way that I mean, let's say his let's say his left shoulder was bad and he's right-handed. Well, if you if I find out that you went out bowling, I might be like, okay, well, it's not exactly a physically uh, demanding thing to go out and bowl, and I understand how you could be unable to play in a football game and able to go bowling, right? I could see how that is all very possible. But if you have the flu and you are so sick and people are worried about you being contagious and all these other factors that are associated with the flu and you are able to go bowling, I'm sorry, you have made a... uh, you, You make me feel, if I am a Jets fan or if I'm paying attention to this story at all, like you aren't really that sick, you just don't want to play and that the Jets are not a very disciplined team. Now, Le'Veon Bell has brushed off the criticism. He said he bowled at 251, which to his credit is good. But I just can't imagine, in the same way that yesterday, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this, the Patriots with the way that they were filming the sideline with the Bengals, if you are the Patriots, you can't put yourself in a position where you're doing anything remotely inappropriate with a team camera crew. In the same way, if you are Le'Veon Bell and you're missing a game because of the flu, you can't be out bowling late night right before the game. I mean, this is, what, 10, 11 hours before his team takes the field to play. It's just an incredibly bad look. Go ahead and bring in the crew. Danny G, are you with me? Bad look for Le'Veon Bell and for the Jets? Yeah, of course it is. It's not surprising, though. We know about Le'Veon Bell's past and what the Steelers had to go through with him. Not as bad as A.B., but uh, almost to that level. As somebody with 98 hours of sick time available, Clay, I can tell you that if I'm sick, then I'm in bed. You have to rest and get better so that you could be your best the very next day. In Bell's case, he should have been his best the next day on the field. I just don't understand how, if you are reasonably intelligent, 
you don't think, if I go out in public, people are going to see me. And in this social media era, it's likely somebody's going to take a photo of me if I'm Le'Veon Bell. And that's going to be a really bad look for me once that gets out on social media and everybody realizes that I'm too sick, supposedly, to play football, but I'm not too sick to go bowling. Well, he got a hoodie on. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this is like Justin Timberlake holding hands with the girl on Bourbon Street, what he had to publicly apologize for recently. I think about, I'll just say, I am a small level famous person, right? Like the D list, E list, F list, whatever list you want to put me on as a famous person. Every time I'm out in public, I presume that somebody there is going to recognize me, particularly if it's like something active. Like if I went bowling or if I'm out at a sports bar watching a game, I presume that somebody there knows who I am and, uh, and that I am therefore being watched in some way. So it doesn't mean that I 100% change my behavior, but I just have to be comfortable with the fact that everything that I'm doing in this social media age where everybody's got phones, anybody can take out their phone and take a picture and boom, like that, everything that I do, I have to be comfortable with the idea that it could be public. If I think about that, how in the world can Le'Veon Bell not think about that? Dub, I mean, what level of dumb is this? Well, first of all, I've had the flu before, okay? And if yeah. I have the flu, there is no chance I'm doing anything but laying in bed. If you're guys. actually sick, yes. So to me, this just makes it look like he's you know kind of faking it and just didn't want to play, which is probably a worse look for Le'Veon and the Jets. But you're right. Le'Veon Bell has to realize that he's probably one of the more famous people in the entire National Football League. And if there's reports that he's out the next day missing a game for being sick— he probably shouldn't be going bowling out in public, really doing anything. I, I just think it's so insanely dumb in the same way that the Patriot decision is. Uh, but I think the Le'Veon Bell decision is even dumber because I can't imagine in any way there being a positive associated with it. At least on this stupid Patriots decision, they could be making a video for Patriots.com and actually producing content and they're just so incredibly dumb, they didn't realize how bad what they were doing might look given the Patriots' reputation. But I see Z, but at least on the positive, if you want to take the Patriots' side there, they could have been producing some form of content. I see zero positive at all here for Le'Veon Bell. Eddie Garcia, what would you think about this decision of Le'Veon Bell's? Well, I thought you you brought up reasonably intelligent any reasonably intelligent person would see this was a bad look and something. Or his friends. I don't know that he's reasonably intelligent, to be totally honest with you. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's not reasonably, but even like not one person that he's bowling with. Like sometimes Who's going to tell him, though, the star running back making all the money and they're just hangers on, hey, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. They're going to do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, and that's unfortunate when you are so famous, I guess, that the people you're with don't speak truth to you because I would think if you're too dumb to recognize this, that whoever you are bowling with, somebody might say, hey, Le'Veon, you know, you're not playing in the game. Maybe we shouldn't go out and do something public. Because remember, this is a guy who has, I'm sure, enough money to have a pretty awesome house. Like you could throw, if you throw a party in your house, even if you're sick and even if you've got the flu and you say, hey, nobody put anything on social media about this, like you can probably dictate in some ways that nobody knows what you're doing. But to go out in public, 
it's just it's next level stupid to me. And it makes Adam Gase and the Jets organization and everybody who stood up for Le'Veon Bell and said, hey, it's worth the money that we're paying him look absolutely ridiculous. Roberto, are you with us here? This is a uh, incredibly bad look. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad look, and I think it's just Le'Veon kind of saying, like, I don't care, and uh, maybe uh, just giving them a door for the Jets to get rid of him, and he's like, wants out, doesn't want to be part of the Jets anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's a possibility, right? That, that this is, if you want to say, is is there any reasonable intelligence involved in this? Maybe he's trying to create a situation whereby he gets off the Jets because exactly. he's already unhappy there in a way kind of like Odell Beckham Jr. who seems to be arguing, hey, I want off of the Browns now. Although to Odell Beckham Jr.'s uh, favor, he hasn't really done anything that ridiculous to draw attention to himself. But I think this story is probably going to grow quite a bit. And I would imagine it gets talked about because you got the Thursday night signature game, final one of the year coming up against the Ravens. And it just reflects what has been a dumpster fire of a season for the Jets. Some of it of their own control, others of it not of their own control. But I just, can you imagine somebody on the Patriots doing this, for instance? I can't. Uh, I can't imagine a New England Patriot player who's not playing on a Sunday, especially one of their higher paid players, being out bowling uh, because I think they would be afraid of the way that Bill Belichick would react but also because I think the Patriots in general make the decision to give people money who are smart enough not to make decisions this dumb. And ultimately for me, this would be a reason why I wouldn't give Le'Veon Bell money because he's put himself into a position to make a decision this bad. Can you even remember? I was trying to think. Can you remember a player making a decision like this in recent history I know it happens every now and then in Major League Baseball, and I'm sure God knows it happens in the NBA where guys are always taking off with load management and they're not actually sick. And and we certainly, in Major League Baseball, get guys taking days off, and sometimes they argue that they have an injury that doesn't really manifest itself when you you see them out the night before or the day of the game uh, as well. So I'm sure it can happen in both of those sports. But I really can't remember it happening in the NFL where you only in the first place have 16 games and most guys are trying to be warriors and put themselves in a position to play way more often than you would anticipate them playing based on their health-related status, particularly down the stretch of the season when everybody's hurt. Can anybody else even remember a story like this? It's so rare in the NFL to have a guy like this, you know, where it's clearly not a strong like physical malady where you're unable to like even get out of bed or barely walk or anything like that. There are guys who play at such high levels of sickness or injury that it's wild to me that this is a story and that Le'Veon Bell is uh, is making the decision that he can. But I can't even remember a story like this in recent history in the NBA, uh, in in the NBA or in Major League Baseball that's anywhere like this. And I certainly can't remember in the NFL. Any anybody? Can anybody think of it? I can't. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Shoes and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We're headed out to the desert, Las Vegas. Harry Gagnon, he is on the Against All Odds podcast, and also he works with Odd Shark. He joins us now. Harry, have you ever called in sick for work and gone bowling or something akin to that, like Le'Veon Bell, it appears, effectively did for the Jets? No, you know, I can't say that I've done that, but I'm a little disappointed. My career high is 236, so he, uh, so he beat me, I guess, right? Yeah, so that is an impressive performance by him from a bowling perspective, but is it also equally dumb from him to even think of the, uh, the like that there's not some way that people would see him there and wonder why he wasn't why he was able to go bowling but wasn't able to play? Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense. And but to be honest, you know, he's made a lot of mistakes when he was at Pittsburgh. Uh, he was very selfish in a lot of situations, and. You know, he had been pretty good with the Jets up until this, so it's kind of it's actually a little surprising that it took so long for something like this to finally happen uh, with him being in New York. Uh, okay, so the other big news, we haven't even hardly talked about this, but we don't spend a ton of time on baseball. But right before Christmas now, Garrett Cole's joining the Yankees, and he is going to get a nine-year, $324 million contract. What do you get for the wife right after you have agreed to a nine-year, $324 million contract? I guess you get whatever she wants, right? You get her whatever she wants. I mean, that's that's something else. Wow. I mean, first uh, Strasburg and then Paul, uh, oh, this money's insane, isn't it? Just throwing around money like, like mad. Uh, it is absolutely, absolutely absurd. So let's speak about throwing around money uh, insanely. Mm-hmm. What do you like the most? Your top bet for the NFL upcoming week is what? You know what? I think you're on it, too. Uh, I like this Vikings-Charger game to go over 45 and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, look, like the Chargers are not that. Last week, my best bet was the Chargers uh, against Jacksonville. Because Jacksonville so just easily. quit. They just quit. The whole team has quit. Um, Marone's going to be gone at the end of the season. You can guarantee that. And look. Chargers are not that bad of a team. Uh, they have eight losses, but only by 39 total points. That's less than five points a game. I had a feeling last week they were going to come out and be able to run the ball. Austin Eckler had 200 yards from scrimmage plus. Melvin Gordon's got five straight games of 80-plus yards uh, or more. Um, they're fifth in passing in the league, ninth overall in offense uh, are the Chargers. You know, Minnesota, uh, it's gone over four times in the last five games. And the last four road games, the Vikings, last four road games, the point total in the game has been, has been 72, 49, 52, and 67. Uh, Kyle Rudolph's been great the second half of the season. Uh, with uh, uh, Thielen being out, he's got six total touchdown receptions. Uh, Cousins, again, had a great season, 24, point, uh, 24 passing touchdowns. Vikings are fourth in the league. And we know what Dalvin Cook can do. Uh, I think this game is up and down. I think that both teams here get in the 30s. Yeah, I, I think this could be a really fun game. And obviously there's a lot of pressure on the Vikings to stay above the Rams. The Rams have right. a big game on the road against the Dallas Cowboys. What do you think about Thursday? 
Uh, you've got the Ravens right around a two-plus touchdown favorite over the Jets. Jets have been playing a little bit better. Lamar Jackson maybe a little bit of a health issue with his quad uh, in that if you try to factor in how to gamble on this game, maybe there's a possibility that Lamar gets pulled a little bit early if the mm-hmm. uh, if the Ravens can get up and, and get a little bit of an advantage uh, because they want to keep him healthy down the stretch run and, and anticipate, I would bet, that this game's not going to be that close. How do you handle it from a gambling perspective? Yeah, you know, you know uh, the Jets, two games in a row. I mean, they did win last week. They were fortunate. Uh, they got a lot of calls in that game with Miami but didn't cover the spread. Uh, they were awful the week before um, against the Bengals, didn't score a touchdown. Uh, I think this is still something where you can – maybe the Ravens don't give it their all and they can still cover the Jets. have zero wins versus winning teams this year. It's the first game uh, versus uh, versus a team with a winning record in eight weeks. Uh, and the time they had that – the time before that, they lost 33 nothing on Monday night to the uh, Patriots. Um and the Jets are all into in primetime games, and the 31st in total yards this season. I think more than anything here, uh, Clay, um, I have like sort of a prop that I've been looking at this game too, where, like you just said, maybe uh, Lamar Jackson, since he's banged up, maybe looking for someone else to take the load off his shoulders. I think that's Mark Ingram. You can get minus 130, player to score a touchdown at any time, and the team wins, Mark Ingram at minus 30. Uh, minus 130, I think that's worth it. Uh, he's got 35 touches the last two weeks against Buffalo and San Fran, two good teams, playoff teams right now combined. Before that, uh, against the Rams on Monday night, he had two uh, touchdowns, a touchdown rushing and receiving. Um, he's got nine total touchdowns for the season. And uh, in that blowout uh, win against the Texans, he had two touchdowns receiving as well. So I think if you want to get a little value here, I think at 130, all the, uh, all the uh, shoulder – Responsibilities. It's going to be on. Uh, uh, it's the shoulders. Responsibilities are going to be on Mark Ingram's shoulders to to do a lot for Baltimore. I think player to score anytime and team wins. Mark Ingram minus thirty. But you can also lay the points uh, and feel confident with Baltimore still covering against the Jets. We're talking to Harry Gagnon at AAO Harry. Uh, there are you can read him uh, at uh, Odd Shark. You can watch him and uh, listen to him at the Ringer on the Ringer Podcast Network. Uh, all right, a couple of big games from playoff perspective. If you're just looking at this NFL slate upcoming and looking at the larger significance of uh, of games, the Bills, Steelers, and the Texans, Titans are the two biggest games this weekend from a gambling perspective, from from a playoff perspective, but also then probably from a gambling perspective in terms of looking down the line at futures uh, possibilities and whatnot. Which of these two games, if anything, do you like betting the most? How would you break both of them down? Again, Texans-Titans uh, for first place in the AFC South in Nashville, and then Bills-Steelers for either the Bills staying alive to potentially contend in the AFC East and or uh, for the Steelers re- maintaining their uh, the wild card status. You know, this, you know I, I, I can't stand this Texans team. We never know what we're going to get. I think they're phony. Uh, I think Bill O'Brien's phony. Uh, they beat the Patriots. They they were unbelievable against them. Everything went right. And then last week they just tanked against Denver at home. Now uh, they got to uh, they got to play Tennessee. And I'll tell you what, your Titans are on fire. You know this. Um, they've been able to do whatever they want on offense. They looked awesome. Tanny Hilson has been fantastic. Guy has been really he's really changed that team. Uh, Derrick Henry's got over fourteen hundred yards. 
got 15 total touchdowns. He's running the ball great. This team is uh, this team's scary right now. Actually, the you know the Titans are really scary. They're right on the Steelers' heels for the uh, um, for the wild card. But also, if they win this, they're in first place in the South. And as far as the Bills Steelers game, I think it's going to be uh, interesting because it's going to be really cold. They, they flex this game to the night game. It's going to be really cold. It's supposed to be down to ten degrees maybe uh, in, in Buffalo or in, in uh, Pittsburgh. It's supposed to be uh, snowing. Um, for the last five Steelers games have gone under 33 total points. Uh, Josh Allen didn't look so great last week, uh, only completing 43% of his passes. Um, and it's not going to get any easier against this Pittsburgh defense. Pittsburgh's been unbelievable on their defensive side of the ball, where that's been carrying them to this uh, sixth seed as of right now. Maybe they're trying to get the fifth seed. Um, Pittsburgh is fifth best statistically on defense. Meanwhile, Buffalo did, I don't know how they even stayed in that game against uh uh, against Baltimore last week because they couldn't get anything going offensively. Their defense was great, too. They're third in the league. I think this game stays under, like, 36 and a half. I think it's a real low-scoring game. But I think Pittsburgh, because of their defense, their home, the weather, I think they win an ugly game here, like 13-10. How do you play, uh, last question for you in the NFL, how do you play what is effectively a pick game with the Rams going on the road against the Cowboys? You know, wow. Uh, I did really. I, I love the uh, Rams in that situation last week. Um, it was third out of fourth game in a row. Seattle had to play in a uh, prime time situation. Um, now, still, Seattle wins. They'll uh, win the last three. They can still win the West. So it didn't mean so much to them. The Rams just all of a sudden. It's amazing the last two weeks how they turned things around. How they got things rolling. Um, Dallas has been awful. They can't get anything going. They don't. Uh, the, now they're under five hundred. They don't have any wins against. Uh, teams over 500. I don't know how the Cowboys can turn this around. Um, they need a game like they had uh, when they played on a Sunday night against Philadelphia where they blew them out 37-10. Um, they haven't played like that. I don't know where that Cowboy team has gone. They haven't played like that. Elliott can't get rolling, really. Uh, looks like at times he's rolling a little bit, but still can't do it for a full game uh, running the ball. I don't, I don't know. I just don't see the Cowboys getting it done here. I think they'll maybe they've look forward to the game in Philly. Maybe that's their season. I just don't think they have enough here. The Rams are rolling right now. Uh, outstanding stuff. Last question for you. It is a little ways away now until uh, the, the college football playoff really gets rolling in terms of discussion. But what do you think early on about these lines? The uh, LSU Tigers open around now uh, a two-touchdown favorite, uh, open up a pretty decent spread against Oklahoma. And it seems like the uh, Clemson Tigers are going to be around uh, two-point favorite-ish, ticked up to three, bounced back down uh, against Ohio State. Do you like either of these lines right now uh, as you look ahead to uh, the end of the year when the college football playoff gets rolling? Yeah, I think I like uh, I like Clemson. I like LSU. I like Clemson because I think they're going to win the whole thing because um, nothing against LSU because LSU has been unbelievable as well. But Clemson's defense is what's going to be able to uh, – do everything to get them to the national championship. Um, Isaiah Simmons on defense, the linebacker, is phenomenal. I think he's going to go top three in the NFL draft. Um, he's got like 120 tackles, eight and a half sacks. Um, he's. I think it's going to be the defense for uh, Tanner Muse has like four picks, five picks, I think, for, uh, for Clemson. I think that's going to be the determining factor against uh, Ohio State. As we saw, Wisconsin shut down Ohio State and, and seeing that it possibly can be done. Um, so I think Clemson wins that, and I think Clemson wins the whole thing. But LSU, minus 13, is interesting uh, against 
Oklahoma, LSU's second in the nation in yards per game, 554. Burrow's been unflappable. He's so good. Um, it's just, they're two going to be too good. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson are great wide receivers. Uh, Chase has in the last five games, and he's got 850 yards and nine touchdowns. Uh, and I know Jalen Hurts has had, what, 50 plus touchdowns this year, but they've had too many close loss, uh, too, uh, they, had, they had too many close games, especially at home. Iowa State, TCU, barely won. Could have lost both to Baylor. And something too, Clay, if you re- remember, since the since this championship has been formed, they've been in it three times. Oklahoma, they got crushed by Georgia. Uh, they got crushed by Georgia when they gave up fifty-four points a couple of years ago to Georgia. First time, first year it was in, they gave up thirty-seven and lost by like twenty-seven points to Clemson. And last year they gave up forty-five to Alabama. They got crushed in that game too. Um, I just don't see them being able to put up the defense to stop LSU. LSU's rolling everybody and putting up. They put up 40, what, 46 in Tuscaloosa. Then they put up 50-plus 50, 50 the next three weeks, and then 37 against Georgia last week. No one's done that to Georgia all year. I think LSU just too good, and Joe Burrow's too good on offense. Appreciate it, my man. That's uh, Harry Gagnon. You can follow him on Twitter at AAO Harry. You can listen to him on The Ringer, and you can see him on Odd Shark as well. Waking up early with us. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. I had a bullet constrictor stuck to my face. And you have a what? This is Animal Thunderdome. All right, we haven't done this in a while. I think there's probably been a lot of animal and human battles that we have missed. So you start us off, Danny G. All right. A lot of death. So yeah. fair warning here. Dark, dark start to the morning for a lot of people here. Wildlife officials in Kenya's capital city of Nairobi are searching for a stray lion that mauled a man to death a couple of days ago outside the national park there. With this lion on the loose, the Kenya Wildlife Service uh, has urged residents to avoid walking at night until the lion is captured. The remains of the victim, whose name was Rono Simeon, were found this past Monday. The victim's head and arm were found by an unnamed passerby. That's not a good sign. Uh, While the lion also was spotted nearby. In a statement on Monday, the KWS says they're saddened by the tragic death of this man, and uh, they say they are searching with a team of rangers for this lion. They say they will dart and remove it. We're reaching out to the family of the deceased with a view to visiting and consoling them. Yeah, well... Yikes. This reminds me of, remember when everybody was all upset online about that Cecil the Lion getting killed? And then somebody wrote an article uh, saying like, hey, where I live, lions kill people. So we don't get that worked up about people killing lions, which I thought was uh, was kind of interesting. Because, you know, people are all fired up about uh, conservation and everything else. But when you get killed by the animals regularly, and there are a lot of lion maulings that still happen, uh, the perspective is a little bit different. What else we got? What do you think would be worse, going out with a lion tearing you apart or a crocodile chewing you up? If you had to choose, I, I, I don't. That's <laughs> such a tough. It's a tough. It's a tough, tough way to go. Um, I think that their water would be scarier. I don't know, just because I feel like you're more likely to see the lion coming 
which, like, it sucks to get killed by a lion, but I feel like the the, the attack from a uh, crocodile would be more sudden. And also, you're in water, so it just seems scarier to be in water, I think. So I'd probably go crocodile. Well, this guy, he was a resident of Sung Sang Village in South Sumatra in Indonesia. His friends and other local fishermen who were with him on that day, which uh, was just a couple days ago, were shocked to find his body cut in half. They suspect that he was uh, killed by a crocodile. Seems his, likely. Yeah. His body, which was found in half in the Bank River, has been identified of Sadiq Kamsino, a 40-year-old fisherman in a neighboring village. Sadiq, with seven of his fisherman buddies, had been out exploring the river to catch crabs. They uh, had boarded a ship toward the river this past Saturday, but they later separated and went on their separate ways on small boats. Maybe not the best idea. So, do they think that the crocodile got him out of the boat? Yeah. Oh, that's scary. He was nowhere to be found later that day, so they had authorities search for him, and when we finally found him, his body was cut in half. A crocodile had mauled him, his friend Afon said to the press on Monday. Just tossing this out there, it seems like you'd have a perpetual murder cover if you killed someone and then just tossed the body in and let the crocodiles eat him. Right? Do we have good enough forensics that if somebody else had killed this guy and then they tossed him into the... And certainly we may in America have good enough forensics. I don't know about this. But would you be able to prove that it wasn't the crocodile that got him, that maybe the crocodiles ate him after he was already dead? Yeah, I think so. Because later in the article, they say in this area, the wild animals that are known to kill humans are crocodiles and tigers. Yeah, well, that seems like a bad combination. Yeah, it does. But this, they say, looks like the work of a crocodile. Obviously, the tiger would have done what we heard about in that last story with like what the lion did yeah yikes yeah it's a tough start all right one more death here before we have one lighthearted story a 32 year old police officer was bitten and killed by a four-foot cobra Ugh. which entered his room in the police headquarters in Kurla. this is india a 32 year old police officer was bit by this cobra in his room as i said now his wife was actually staying there because it's a small town so she gets to stay at the police quarters this past sunday the couple um she says they were feeling restless her husband baguette woke up at 2 30 a.m he asked his wife to fetch him water while he went to the bathroom to wash his face he then vomited said the officer who took the report the police suspect that the reptile must have bitten baguette when he was asleep how do you get bitten by a cobra and not know it happened? That's what I want to know, because that would wake you up. Come on, you can't be that heavy of a sleeper. Yeah, something's not adding up here. Well, his wife saw the snake in the kitchen near the gas cylinder, this story says. What's a gas cylinder? That's, div- that's obviously something in their country, which we don't have here. Um, she says that she went to tell her husband about seeing the snake, and he was lying unconscious on the bathroom floor when she went to tell him about the snake. She ran out to find help. He was rushed to the uh, nearby hospital where he was declared dead on arrival at 3.44 a.m. Uh, this whole thing just doesn't add up to me. Think some foul plays involved I mean, you're, here? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, if you're in bed and you get bitten by a cobra and you don't wake up, it just seems suspicious to me. Yeah, I, I, I mean, again, the guy's a police officer, but 
you get bitten by a cobra, it seems like you immediately wake up. And then the the wife just happens to see a cobra in the in the kitchen and be like, "Oh my god, there's a cobra here!" And she runs back in there, and her husband is dead. I'll pay attention to if any more yeah, updates just, come out on that it, story. It sounds like like this is like it sounds like a rig job's going on here, essentially. All right, one lighthearted story to end the three deaths. Animal rescuers in Las Vegas say that they're trying to capture pigeons who have been spotted wandering around the city with tiny cowboy hats on their head. That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> Our boy Bobby Bones could appreciate this. A video posted to Facebook by Bobby Lee shows a group of pigeons in Vegas near the uh, Tropicana Avenue there wearing red cowboy hats. Mariah Hillman, who runs an animal rescue group there, said she's concerned about the welfare of the pigeons. This is all over the TV and newspapers there in Las Vegas right now because at first people thought, oh, wow, cowboy hats on these pigeons. Who did that? But then these animal um, rights people are like, wait, how did those hats get on there? Were they super glued? Is this going to hurt the pigeons? Somebody did a lot of drugs. Uh, yeah, so several. And then thought, you know what, it would be awesome if these <laughs> pigeons had cowboy hats, which honestly I do think kind of sounds awesome, but it also sounds like the mind of an incredibly drug, yeah. uh, yeah. drug-influenced somebody. Yeah, there's video. I'll post this on at Danny G Radio on Twitter. The video is pretty outstanding. These pigeons are walking around the parking lot with little red cowboy hats glued to their heads. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be I'm out of breath. Had to run up two flights of stairs there. Checking to see what the headlines were going to be in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal. Not a lot of big sports news there. Never know. Always like to check in the morning when the paper arrives. And uh, there isn't a ton in there. But two different stories that I think are intriguing directly connected to the NFL momentarily. First, Garrett Cole agreeing to a $324 million deal. Uh, to join the Yankees. Uh, that is a nice way to start off the holiday season. Nine-year, I believe, $324 million contract. And unlike a lot of the football contracts, for instance, that we hear, all of that money is guaranteed. So he is going to be making nearly a quarter of a billion dollars over the next nine years uh, to pitch for the New York Yankees. That is a Merry Christmas indeed. Happy holidays, whatever holiday designation of your choice you celebrate. That's a good one. Uh, So that is news that is out there. The Yankees solidifying their uh, starting pitching rotation uh, to a large extent with that deal. Also, the Nats keeping Strasburg and signing him to a big deal. So it's been a good time to be a Major League Baseball pitcher in the offseason. And again, if you can become a pro athlete, and you can pitch at a high level or you can play baseball at a high level, man, these guaranteed money that baseball players make are just off the charts, particularly if you factor in their bodies aren't beaten up at the end of their careers compared to certainly football players. Uh, Speaking of football players, uh, Le'Veon Bell did not, uh, was not healthy enough to play, according to Le'Veon Bell. He had the flu, but the night before The Jets were set to play. Le'Veon Bell from 10.30 to 1 a.m. went out bowling. And to his credit, he bowled a 251. To the downside, a lot of people noticed that he wasn't playing in the game, yet he was healthy enough to be out there uh, bowling. I think we got a couple of audio clips for you. First up, Adam Gase, the Jets coach, was asked about uh, Le'Veon Bell being out bowling, and he had this to say. That wasn't his fault that we said that he was still contagious. That's what the doctors told him. I'd rather him not be. I'd rather be him at home just getting better. 
but that'll be a conversation we have. I mean, we have a late start today, so I'll have a chance to, to talk with them. So that's Adam Gase talking about it. Le'Veon Bell came in. He talked to the media about the bowling uh, situation, said he was surprised it was a big story. Surprise this big game is such a big thing. Oh, yeah, I, I am, for real. Um, the bigger surprise, I rolled 251 off the flu. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bigger surprise. That career high. Game? That's my career high. 251? 251. What, what off the sickness. Before that? 238. Yeah, 251. No 710 splits. <laughs> nah, no, thank goodness. Nah. <laughs> the bigger surprise, I rolled 251 off the flu. <laughs> That's the bigger surprise. That is, I think we're playing the same audio twice in a row there. Uh, that is really kind of crazy. We wanted to was, make sure we heard him correctly. Yeah, that <laughs> is really kind of amazing that he thought that it was a surprise, that it was a big story, that he would uh, that he would be called out for not playing in a football game but being out bowling. And if he's actually being honest, this is just proof that Le'Veon Bell is an idiot. Because, I, I mean, is he Ferris Bueller? I mean, I think anybody out there who was calling in sick and then was out bowling, I look, I understand that there is more physical health required to be a football player than to be a bowler. I don't think anybody would uh, dispute that. But if you're healthy enough to be out late night bowling, then I think you're healthy enough to be playing football. And I would suspect that the vast majority of you would agree with that as well. And this is just a really bad look for Le'Veon Bell, who, as I said in hour one, should be smart enough to understand that he's famous. And so if he's out, somebody's going to get video or photographs of him bowling when he supposedly is not healthy enough to play for the Jets. So this is a dumb uh, decision by Le'Veon Bell. Speaking of dumb decisions, the Patriots and whoever in their organization made the decision to send this camera crew to Cleveland that ended up taping the sideline of the Cincinnati Bengals. Also an incredibly dumb decision there, uh, such that if I were in the Patriots' brain trust, whether it's Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, whoever it is on the organizational side, I would fire whoever made the decision to make this video for just being too dumb to be employed by the Patriots. Because the best case scenario defense for the New England Patriots is we decided to fly a film crew to Cleveland to video a story for Patriots.com about our scouting department, which no one is going to watch. And which, by the way, why do you need to go to Cleveland to interview this guy? Why can't you just do it uh, in, uh, in Pittsburgh, I mean, in, 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 in your hometown? in the New England Patriots offices. Like, do you really gain that much by going on the road with a camera crew with this guy? And I think, like many of you, I am just of the opinion that the Patriots don't get the benefit of the doubt anymore. If you consistently put yourself on the edge of the rules, then when you find yourself on the edge of the rules again and again and again, I'm not inclined to believe that you are telling the truth. So I think uh, we have... Bill Belichick addressing this question uh, with the Cincinnati media on a conference call yesterday. Here is Belichick trying to explain what the Patriots were doing. I have no involvement in this and no knowledge of it. and I really don't, don't have any idea what, what exactly is going on. I can tell you that 
you know, we've never, as a coaching staff, and I personally have never viewed any any video footage at all, anything that those production people have done, you know, other than what's shown on on public television or something like that. Uh, we we don't have anything to do with what they with what they do, so I really don't don't have much knowledge of the situation at all. Okay, so question. I'm going to bring in the crew here. You can also weigh in if you'd like on Twitter at Clay Travis. Who is dumber, Le'Veon Bell or the Patriots organization for putting the team in this situation by taking that video during the Bengals and uh, Browns game? Who made a dumber decision, Le'Veon or the Patriots organization, Danny G? Oh, this is a tough one. Ah, boy. As Harry Gagnon told us earlier, this is kind of the first big dust-up that Le'Veon Bell has had with the Jets so far. And, I mean, Belichick or any of the immediate Patriots we're always talking about, they're not the ones that were holding a video camera. I'm going to say the Patriots just because they're, uh, you know, a multiple-time offender here. And you've talked about it a lot yesterday where if you have this in your past, you just can't make the mistake of having anybody credentialed as far as your organization goes and they film a sideline. That, yeah, that, ju- that just can't happen. That's why I would fire people if I'm the Patriots. I think the Patriots are dumber uh, than Le'Veon. Le- Le'Veon Bell is probably not making any way anywhere near intelligent decisions. Remember this is the same guy who had like multiple women in his house and called the police because they had stolen all of his uh, all of his jewelry. I think Le'Veon Bell probably makes regularly bad decisions. So this is a, a latest bad decision for Le'Veon Bell. Uh, but I think the Patriots' decision here, whoever made this call, it's so dumb that I would fire them. Like, I would, whoever the boss is of the Patriots organization that signed off on this, I would fire them for being dumb. And if this was the camera crew that, uh, that, that made this decision and there, nobody else knew exactly what was going on, I would fire the camera crew too. I mean, somebody here needs to pay for this stupidity uh, of the Patriots. It's, it's a little bit like... I, I am willing to give you a pass on doing something dumb once, even if potentially it might be criminal. This is my issue with Jameis Winston when uh, when I said, uh, look, I wouldn't draft Jameis Winston number one overall. I don't believe he makes intelligent enough decisions to be the leader of my team. And I think you see Jameis Winston play like this. But if you were Jameis Winston and you were being investigated for rape, would you decide to walk out of a Publix with crab legs? Probably not. Like, if I were under the public scrutiny, uh, I would not do that. And if you had narrowly avoided being charged with rape, would you in any way ever put yourself in a situation where you could have the Uber incident like Jameis Winston had? No, I wouldn't, right? I mean, if you truly believe that you did nothing wrong and you were investigated as long as Jameis Winston was for sexual assault, I would never put myself in a situation again where I could remotely be accused of doing anything inappropriate. Do you believe Bill Belichick when he says he doesn't know anything about their production team? Yeah, I I do. You believe that part of it? Because he's such an attention-to-detail guy that you would think that he's got his finger on everything. No, I mean, look, I think they do videos at Patriots.com all the time that Bill Belichick knows nothing about. Right now, but I, then I think why would those guys be filming a sideline? Because a lot of teams employ dumb people. I mean, when when you're given the choice between there being a grand conspiracy or a person behaving in a dumb fashion, I almost always pick 
the dumb person, right? Like incompetence is more common than like genius criminality. And I understand that we live in a universe where people believe like, oh, there's grand conspiracies going on. I'm not going to get necessarily political here, but like I think everything that you get mad about Donald Trump doing if you're a politician, if you just assume that he is a sort of bumbling doofus at times and makes like back in the day, like when Ronald Reagan was sort of this benevolent, uh, nice guy but sometimes also a bumbling idiot due to his age. Like, if you presume that someone is not trying to do something incredibly nefarious in a grand conspiracy, I think almost always incompetence is more likely than uh, some sort of grand design to cheat, right? Um, And so uh, I, I think almost always, if you lean towards the side of incompetence, I think that the Patriots probably have... Uh, a film crew that doesn't make very much money and they were thinking to themselves oh we're going to use some of this sideline footage as b-roll of what you know a scout might do and they're not really thinking about what the impact's going to be because they're not very intelligent and they're not thinking about their job in the larger context of the Patriots reputation but I, I just I, I can well imagine when you're in a big organization, especially in the middle of the season, I think there's virtually 0% chance that Belichick would be involved in what their footage could be. Now, if you want to believe in a conspiracy, it would be that somebody who's lower level at the Patriots has been using this camera crew to help get an advantage that they are doing without Belichick's knowledge but they take the advantage that they glean to Belichick as a part of the scouting department. I can see that. For instance, you know, like Nick Saban, who they have a great documentary going on right now on HBO with Saban and Belichick. Nick Saban has all these quality control assistants who help to put together game plans, and some of the guys are former coaches. And so it wouldn't stun me if those guys, one of the benefits of having those quality control coaches is they can watch so much footage of games that they might be able to glean and pick up on tendencies that an average team coaching staff would not have the time to do to get ready for games. I can see maybe that, but I think this is much more likely to be incompetence. I think this is more likely to be incompetence. I think Le'Veon Bell's decision is dumber, but I think in the grand scheme of things, the Patriot reputation makes this overall position worse for the Patriots than the Jets have with Le'Veon. What do you think here, Dub? Which is dumber, Le'Veon Bell going bowling when he's not healthy enough to play football or the Patriots organization filming uh, on the road the Cincinnati Bengals sideline? Yeah, I think in the grand scheme of things, it has to be the Patriots because you got to know with that organization, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt with that kind of thing because in the past, there's been some scandals. And another thing, you have to realize – you're the Patriots. All eyes are always on you. If this is the Jaguars last week filming the Raiders-Titans game, getting ready for their upcoming game against Oakland, this is not even a story. So just because of that, I'm going to go with the Patriots being the dumber decision. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there are a lot of other teams that nobody would even blink at, and that's because they don't have the reputation that the Patriots have. What about you, Eddie? Which one is dumber? No, I think it's Le'Veon Bell. Uh, There's a slight chance, unlikely, but a slight chance that the Patriots were just doing a feature on their 
that they uh, did absolutely nothing wrong at all. There's a slight chance. Yes. There's no chance Le'Veon Bell didn't do anything wrong, and he's not even trying to say that he didn't do anything wrong. He doesn't even care. I mean, he's dumber. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that. that we know that Le'Veon made the decision that he made intentionally, whereas the Patriot film crew can just look bad. And so, yeah, I, mean, I think that's a decent argument. Roberto, what you got? Uh the Patriots are bigger idiots. There's there's no football related thing that that's going on with the Patriots that Bill Belichick does not know about. Uh, see, I disagree completely with that. No, I don't. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> Bill Belichick doesn't know that they are doing a, uh, a the Patriots dot com. I mean, I would love to know. You guys can probably look this up on YouTube. Like, how many people actually watch these Patriots dot com videos? I'm not talking about videos like oh, highlight video of what happened in the most recent game. Obviously, those are very popular. I'm talking about behind-the-scenes stories about, like, the scouting department. This is not something that tons of people are watching. So I do buy into the fact that there's no way Belichick knew about the individual stories that Patriots.com are doing. Um, I I think that he focuses on things that impact game uh, results and I just don't buy into it. This I at think all. he's too busy to send guys out and say do this. But if your organization thrives on getting whatever edge they can get, can't you see some of these lower level video guys in the organization maybe going to coaches after the fact of filming another team and saying yeah, I, can- I got some info and they get dapped up and kind of a pat on the back because they're pushing the line. I, I could see that happening, but we work at Fox Sports Radio. What percentage of Fox Sports Radio content that gets put out do you know about? Well, I mean, I'm part of putting the the content on the website, so I'm the wrong one to ask about that. Cowherd, myself, Doug Gottlieb, we're all fairly important at Fox Sports Radio, right? Yeah, you don't see the articles till they're posted. Yeah, right. Zero idea. Zero idea what's going to get clipped from this show. Zero idea what's going to get clipped from Colin Cowherd's show. Like, people out there may be like, oh, Clay knows everything that's involved with his show. No, I don't. And there's relatively few people that are actually involved in working in this show. So do but, sometimes... But Dub and I, who do the tweets, we both know what's okay with you and what's not. Right. And so but, that's my point, is that I, after I the get, fact... But who gets blamed if something goes out on my show and it turns into a big story? Me. People well, not like, from the bosses. I would get blamed. Yeah, right. But publicly, anytime something goes out from this show, they're like, oh my God, look at what Clay Travis is doing or whatever else. Yet there are a lot of people that are working under my name that I don't have anything. Like It's not like I'm looking at every single thing that's going out. And I'm uh, uh, busy, but not Bill Belichick level busy. So I tend to think that even for someone who is very involved in what they do, you can't be involved in every single minuscule detail because you'll miss the big picture thing. So I tend to think that Bill Belichick doesn't know anything. I think if you want to ascribe a nefarious motive to this, it's that a low-level staffer might review this footage that they got, check to see if they could steal any signals or any benefits. That could work its way into a scouting report, and Belichick might not have any clue how that information was compiled. I think that's possible. Uh, but I think the idea that he's watching, you know, eight minutes of footage. Now, the other thing I would question is, have the Patriots produced similar video for other teams? In other words, are they doing stories like these such a regular basis that they're on the road uh, filming these on a regular basis? And also, could I see the footage? 
I think a lot of fans would like to see the footage, but my thought is that the dumber decision is probably the Patriots, given their background, compared to Le'Veon. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we bring in now jeff schwartz uh to hang out with us uh jeff we were asking the question to start off hour two dumber decision 
the Patriots or whoever made the decision in the Patriots organization to be in Cleveland taping the Cincinnati Bengals sideline or Le'Veon Bell for going bowling from 10.30 to 1 a.m. and then not being able to play because he has the flu in a football game. Oh, well, it's easily the Patriots. I mean, the Le'Veon Bell thing is funny. It just goes to show you that some of these guys just don't get it, right? He doesn't get it. He doesn't understand, um, you know, that the spotlight's always on him. He doesn't understand that um, he's always going to be noticed, doesn't understand how it plays. Um, in New York with the fan base to, to be sick and then also be bullied. And Baker Mayfield doesn't get it either, right? He's, he the, so some guys just don't seem to ever get it. Um, now, the Patriots thing, look, I think it's um, a lot, um, mostly to do about nothing, much to do about nothing, but it's the Patriots and they're going to get hammered for, for doing this. The thing that's been reported about what they're, guys, there's no signaling in plays anymore. So I don't know what they have, we have radios in the NFL, even on defense now. The old Spygate, the first time it happened, every defensive coach was signal in plays because they didn't have the radio communication to the defense. Ever since then, they've changed that. So I don't know what they're trying to gather from taping the Bengals. I think what they were trying to do is just get video on Zach Taylor's movements, the new head coach there, and just get an idea of of what you know, what he does during a game. Now, again, not legal to do that to film where they were. They could have done that from upstairs. They could have had some of the crowd doing it um, because you know Belichick loves to study coaches and how they act during games. Um, but I do not think they're trying to steal signals. There's nothing to steal, um, and I think some of that 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 that's been reported has just been wrong. We've seen many players that have not played for the Patriots. I did not. Um, defensive players that said, "Look, guys, that's not true. There's no signaling anymore." Like that reporting is not true. So, um, and I went back and watched the first eight minutes of that game that when they were supposedly recording, and the Bengals, not one player looked over to the sidelines for an adjustment, as I thought, and the radios were working. So I think they were just trying to film Zach Taylor and just see what he does during a game um, more than anything else. Uh, we're talking to Jeff Schwartz. Uh, okay, what about the Le'Veon decision? What do you, how do you think this plays in the locker room? Uh, and what percentage of guys do you think get it, you know, put in quotation marks in the locker room, would understand – hey, if you're missing a game because you have the flu, you shouldn't be out Ferris Bueller style uh, at a you know at a bowling alley from 10.30 to 1 in the morning uh, bowling if you are not healthy enough to play in a football game. Um, I think a lot of guys get it. That's why we don't see a lot of guys do, making these errors. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's just as simple as, you know, here's the thing, it's, it's if, when you realize, if you realize it's like a professional athlete in the NFL, like you have a short career, right? Relatively speaking to your entire life. Like I played NFL for eight years, right? I, I retired at 30 years old. Okay. <laughs> My mom retired the same year at like, at like 63. Okay. Like, yeah. I mean, right. Right. Like you, you're retiring at 30. Like there were things I did not do as a, a professional athlete, knowing that I still have the rest of my life to do those things. And you kind of have to understand that you have to sacrifice going bowling when you're sick to maybe not piss off your teammates and your fan base and your ownership and your coaches just, you know, maybe stay home and I watch a movie. You can bowl when you retire. You can bowl when you're healthy. Like, just take, and I don't think players understand that you have to, you, you might not be able to do what you want all the time, but no one ever tells players no, especially, like, you know, Le'Veon Bell held out from the Steelers, which was uh, stupid. He lost $15 million, which was stupid. He then signed with the Jets for a, a deal that probably was below market value. Not very, so he said no one to tell him no, right? He said everything he wanted to do. And now, I've got away with everything so far. I'm going to go bowling when I'm sick. 
And so I think most of us get it. I think a lot of us, um, I think that uh, we understand the sacrifices, like not bowling when you're sick, that you have to make is barely a sacrifice to an NFL player. But, you know, Lavin doesn't get it. Baker does not get it. Um, you know, some of the, the high-profile guys just don't get it. Uh, we're talking to Jeff Schwartz. How big of a win? Your brother's on the offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs. How big of a win was it for the Chiefs to go into Foxborough and beat the Patriots? Well, it's big just thing for confidence. You know, now you have to go back into New England, most likely the way the playoffs are setting up um, in the uh, divisional round. round. Yeah. So just you know, just just the idea of being in the first time. Uh, gives you confidence, but I will say this is a win, and I said this the other day. I wrote about it. Um, you know, it's it's just it's probably not as good as you think it is. The Chiefs have had issues on offense this year, stringing together points through various quarters. I mean, they scored 28 against Oakland this year. They scored 17 of their 23 in one quarter against the Patriots. I mean, they only scored three points in the second half, and there were opportunities to just kind of salt the game away. They couldn't do it. They can't run the football right now. Um, so it was a good win for them. Their pass defense is much improved. Um, but again, I, I never would count out the Patriots in the playoffs. But good teams win. I mean, look, they keep winning. They, they won the division four years in a row. Um, Andy Reid now made the playoffs uh, five out of six years. My brother has been there four years. He's won the, the, the West four times. So it's pretty awesome. Uh, of the AFC playoff contenders, right? I mean, the AFC seems relatively simple. You've got uh, right now the Texans and the Titans dueling for the AFC South. Uh, you've got the Steelers uh, and the Bills. Four of those teams I just mentioned, probably only three of them are going to make the playoffs. Which of those teams will not? The Texans, the Titans, the Steelers, and the Bills. Who are you most confident in of those four? Well, I don't know, I don't know how you can be confident on the Texans. Um, yeah. You know, they, you know they, they get blown out by the Ravens. They play decently well against the Colts and Patriots, and they just don't even show up. Um, and, you know, I... You know, I know your Titans are hot right now. I just don't know. I just don't know when we're going to get like the Ryan Tannehill game we all, we always expect to happen. You know, this is probably not who he is, but it's obviously awesome to ride the wave of of you know his abilities at you know, at the moment where he's you know his his flashing pass is unbelievable. They're running the ball better. The defense is good. I mean, you know, ninety one yard touchdowns. Um, you know, they're just hot right now. And the question is, is that going to continue? Next three weeks, you have two games against the Texans. We'll find out. Uh, Titans, I should say. Um, and I think the Steelers and Bills uh, play this weekend. The Steelers win that game. I think they're probably in the sixth spot. You know, their offense has not been very good. I know the Duck story is great, but they've been only converting 18% in the red zone the last three weeks. That's atrocious. And they're basically winning uh, with their defense and just making barely enough plays. I'm, and I'm just not as high on the Bills as other people are. Their offense is not very good. And you can't be one-dimensional very often to make the playoffs and actually have any damage in the playoffs. So you said the Titans, and, and I do think that storyline has been fascinating. Ryan Tannehill is 6-1, and one, and the, uh, the Texans are coming to Nashville. Who would you make the favorite right now in the AFC South? I mean, right now you have to ride with the Titans. I mean, it's not it's – not, um, again, I think a lot of us are saying, you know, great, obviously, for Tannehill um, – great for you know football the story is great you know the times are playing well but at what point is it kind of not you know not going to you know we'll get the, the real ryan Tannehill. i think for the titans too you're in a situation where um 
the future, this is not kind of not good for the future because if you get suckered into buying Ryan Tannehill for another couple of years, you're going to have issues. Um, and as a Titans fan, I mean, you don't want you don't want this guy right for next year. Like you need a new quarterback, and I feel like you might be in the same spot, and the Bears might be in the spot with with Trubisky, where you kind of get fooled by a couple games, and all of a sudden you're stuck with a quarterback who's not as good next year. But in the meantime. Yeah, look, I mean, it, it, Let it, it is. Let it ride now. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch now. Let it ride. I agree. Uh, so, okay, what about in the NFC picture? Do you think players spend as much time worried about, let's say, the drop between one and five, which we got going on right now with the 49er race against the Seahawks? The 49ers get a big win on the road against the Saints, go from the five seed to the one. The Seahawks fall from the two to the five. Who wins the NFC West may well determine who has overall home field advantage, which is huge, but also may determine who is the number one wild card, which means you go on the road for the entirety of the playoffs. How big in a player's mind is that difference? Well, I don't think players really view it like that. I think that, that, that the idea for us is, is just getting the dance, right? If you get in the dance, you have a chance to win. But I think looking at it from above, like if you're a coach or you're a front office you know, play, uh, personnel, you, you love – you're getting home field advantage, and, and just look at you look at the reasons why the NFC is so important. For the Niners had to have won that game. So Drew Brees is six and one all time at home in the playoffs. His one loss, by the way, was last year against the Rams. Russell Wilson's five and zero at home in the playoffs. So both the teams ahead of the 49ers, possibly obviously, are eleven and one all time at home in the playoffs with those starting quarterbacks. So Levi Stadium, where the Niners play, is not a great home field advantage. But it's not New Orleans, it's not Seattle. And so the ability to play in your home stadium in those two games possibly is huge versus obviously having to go as a wildcard team to the NFC. I mean, I'd say in the AFC, if you were the wildcard team like Buffalo, you might have a decent shot to maybe, if it was not Buffalo, another team, I don't even know who it would be. You have a decent shot to kind of make, you know, make the AFC championship game. In the NFC, you're not going on the road and winning all those games. I mean, the NFC is a, is a monster. Physical teams, um, good quarterbacks, good coordinators, good defenses. Um, so being, you know, having a bye, spending one week to recover, then also just not having to go to New Orleans and Seattle for the Niners is huge for them. Uh, I know we talk college football a decent amount. The playoff is set. Do you think the college football playoff committee got the teams right and in the right order? Uh, I would say they probably did. Um, look, I, I think that the Big Ten was just a tad down this year. I mean, LSU, they dominated the SEC. And we know the SEC conference is better than any conference around. I mean, we, we, we get that, right, guys? So I'm fine with LSU being number one. Um, I think they're going to smoke Oklahoma. The total, by the way, is like 80. It's wild. That game's going to have a lot of points. I was really looking forward to if Baylor had been Oklahoma. And I, I was already, I had my tweets. I have them saved in the inbox folder. Um, for, to some for Oregon and make it in over Baylor. Because if you are going to, to ever um, look at scheduling tough in the, you know, in, in the non-conference and making it actually matter, this would have been the year, right? Baylor like, had UTSA and Rice and, I don't know, San Antonio State they had, in the first three games. Yeah, three guaranteed and, wins. And it would have been, you know, and, you know this is an argument. Look, I, I'm glad Oregon played Auburn. We have Ohio State next year coming to, to Oregon Week 2, which will be a – a fabulous contest, um, but really, you know, those are great and all, but there's no, there's no point in playing them. If we, if we had played Portland State this year, we, we'd be in the playoffs, and everyone says, "Well, that's not true." Look at Utah. Utah played BYU and like Northern Illinois and someone else, and they were in the, number five. So 
So the idea that scheduling tough, I know if you win that game, you kind of put yourself in the driver's seat, but I don't know if the risk is worth the reward of that. So until the committee rewards teams for playing tough out-of-conference games, well, they're great to watch on TV. I don't know why Oregon would ever do it. Uh, Outstanding stuff as always, my man. We will uh, talk to you next week. All right, take care. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We are rolling here, finishing off hour number two, Wednesday edition. Going to come back here momentarily and tell you who we think the legitimate contenders are to make the Super Bowl as we come down the stretch run of the NFL playoffs. But first, good news here. Uh, And sometimes I think uh, good news can be in short supply. Holiday season, we are officially two weeks from Christmas, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Two weeks from Christmas. Uh, So go ahead and get your holiday shopping done. 14 days from now, and this is a cool story, Khalil Mack, uh, Bears rush uh, defensive end, all everything playmaker. Uh, he paid off over 300 Walmart layaway accounts for the holidays. The local Walmart in his hometown of Fort Pierce, Florida, announced the Bears linebacker paid in full the layaway accounts for more than 300 shoppers, amounting to $80,000. Um, a uh, really cool gesture in his hometown, again, of Fort Pierce, Florida, 300 shoppers had layaway accounts, and he paid them all off, amounting to $80,000 as a uh, Christmas gift to his hometown. That is a uh, very cool story in general that you might not hear uh, a lot about, and so I wanted to uh, to give a shout-out to Khalil Mack. All right, when we come back here in just a few minutes, there are – Seven teams alive for the playoffs in the AFC, right? Uh, Seven teams that are going to make it. Well, there's more teams than that alive, but I I don't think there are that many people out there who really believe that, uh, for instance, the Cleveland Browns are going to make the playoffs or that the Oakland Raiders are or the Indianapolis Colts. They're all six and seven. They would have to win out, and all the teams above them would have to uh, collapse as well. So the likelihood is there are seven teams in the AFC. Baltimore Ravens, New England Patriots, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, all of whom uh, are in uh, pretty solid shape to uh, to advance the playoffs and host home playoff games. The Houston Texans, we'll see what happens there uh, with their game coming up against the Titans. Buffalo Bills, Pittsburgh Steelers, Tennessee Titans. How many of these teams do we feel like could make a run in the postseason and get to the Super Bowl? Same thing is true in the NFC where we even have a clearer line of demarcation. Uh, There are seven teams that are contending for the playoffs there as well, really. So there are 14 teams that I would say have legitimate playoff aspirations. Of those 14, how many of them could advance to the Super Bowl? How many of them could win games, multiple games, in the playoffs, how many Super Bowl contenders do we actually have with three weeks to go in the season? When we come back, we'll break that all down for you. I will give you the larger NFL playoff picture. Plus, we'll talk about the idiocy of Le'Veon Bell and the idiocy of the New England Patriots. Huge dollar contract for Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg. We'll update you on those if you haven't already heard. And like I said, we'll get you ready for the playoffs and Super Bowl runs. In the meantime, I'd encourage you to go download the podcast. Make sure you don't miss anything. November, biggest podcast month of the year that we've had so far. You want to make sure 
that you aren't missing any of the fun content that we are putting out on a daily basis, even if you're only able to hear 10 or 12 minutes because you're on your way to school or work. We've got you covered for three hours every single day, plus the Wins and Losses podcast, which has been on an absolute tear. We'll add some more of those as we come into the holiday season. All that still to come. Tomorrow, I'll have our top 10 cities. I was looking through the podcast statistics yesterday. We'll do that in, um, and give you an update. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah, I always think it's kind of fascinating yep. to know the data on where you guys are and where you're downloading from. Yeah, and appreciate the, uh, the staff, by the way, that's been coming in helping get the podcasts up so early every day. Dub has been doing an awesome job helping with the articles. And then our editing staff has been doing an awesome job helping me get the podcast up like 30, 35 minutes after the show. Yeah, that's one of the things we get asked about the most. So you can now get the podcast about 30 minutes after the show actually ends, 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central, uh, 7.30 Mountain, and 6.30 on the Pacific Time Zone. All right, when we come back, who's actually a threat to go to the Super Bowl? I'll tell you, this is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their hand-cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Garrett Cole, big-time winner as we come up on the holiday season. Nine-year, $324 million contract. If you got a kid, roll a baseball in their direction and tell them to go practice because nine years, $324 million. Uh, We talk a lot about football contracts. We talk a lot about NBA contracts. But, man, there are very few deals that can approach uh, what you can make playing baseball and the length of time that you can play baseball if you're fortunate enough to work your way into the major leagues. Garrett Cole, big-time contract. The Yankees spending an average of $36 million a year for the next nine years to sign Garrett Cole. Steven Strasburg, by the way, uh, gets a big deal as well uh, to to remain, I believe, with the Nationals. So both of those uh, stories are out there worth paying attention to. Also... We had a discussion in hour two. Who is dumber, Le'Veon Bell, for going bowling from ten thirty, I think, to one o'clock in the morning uh, on a weekend when he was said that he had the flu and he was not able to play for the Jets or the New England Patriots for recording the sideline of the Cincinnati Bengals and uh, but make creating a situation, at least for me and everybody else on the show and many of you listening out there where you're not inclined to give the benefit of the doubt to the Patriots just because you've seen them cheat and move past the edge of acceptable behavior so many times. How in the world does this continue to happen? It's a great question, and I'm sure it's one that the Patriots are examining as uh, we speak. So that is uh, that is the universe of sports in general. I think we have... Le'Veon Bell and Bill Belichick both addressing those incidents. If you haven't heard, here's Le'Veon Bell explaining the fact, well, he didn't think it was a big deal because he went out and bowled a 251. Uh, So, big deal. Uh, Why is everybody focused on the fact that he wasn't there on the field? Here it is. Surprises became such a big thing. Oh, yeah, I I am, for real. Um, The bigger surprise, I rolled a 251 off the flu. (laughs) <laughs> that's the bigger surprise was that the career high game? that's my career high 251, 251. What, what off the sickness 238. 238 yeah 251 no 7-10 splits <laughs> nah no thank goodness nah <laughs> so he doesn't understand why it's a big deal that he wasn't playing but he was healthy enough to go bowl for hours and hours I, I, I sometimes we talked with Jeff Schwartz an hour or two about this. The idiocy of players can blow my mind. I mean, take yourself out of being a highly paid, incredibly well-compensated pro athlete. 
and pretend that you do whatever you do for a living as you're driving into work. If you call in sick and somebody gets video of you on a day that you called in sick out doing something that typically you wouldn't do when you were sick, you probably get in trouble at work. And I think the average person out there would think, hey, if I'm calling in sick, I probably shouldn't go out and, let's say, play golf, right? It's not like playing golf is incredibly taxing on the body physically, but if you call in sick and you tell your boss, hey, man, I got the flu, I can't get in today, and then somebody puts up on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is, video of you out playing 18 holes of golf and you told your boss you had the flu and you couldn't come to work, that's a bad look for you. And I think a lot of you out there, if you're not that sick, would be like, yeah, I mean, I'd like to go play golf today. The weather's perfect. But I called in sick and I'm just afraid that somehow my boss might find out that I went golfing instead. Most of you would be smart enough not to do that. And you're not famous. You're not famous enough that if somebody saw you out playing golf, they'd be like, oh man, look at that dude out playing golf. He wasn't healthy enough to do his job. And yet, most of you would be smart enough not to do that. Evidently, Le'Veon Bell is not in that camp. The uh, fallout continues on the other side of the stupid coin. Uh, The fallout continues over the Patriots' decision to tape the sidelines of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, The Patriots are on to Cincinnati, and Bill Belichick on a conference call today tried to explain that he knew nothing about this. I have no involvement in this and no knowledge of it, and I really don't don't have any idea what what exactly is going on. I can tell you that, you know, we've never, as a coaching staff, and I personally have never viewed any any video footage at all, anything that those production people have done, you know, other than what's shown on, on public television or something like that. But uh, we, we don't have anything to do with what they with what they do, so I really don't don't have much knowledge of the situation at all. So I think this is believable, honestly, even though I also believe that the Patriots regularly exploit rules to the absolute maximum. I believe it's it's certainly possible that, and even likely, that Bill Belichick doesn't know what the people at Patriots.com are shooting on a regular basis. But I also believe that if you are dumb enough to work at Patriots.com and do anything at all that is remotely borderline when it comes to uh, taping things then you have to understand that the population as a whole is not going to believe you because we've seen the Patriots in these situations time after time after time. Now, do the Patriots get scrutinized now more than other teams? I don't think there's any doubt. Is part of that because of their success and that success breeds jealousy? Yes, but it's also because the Patriots have played at the margins of the rules to gain competitive advantage for a very long time. And if you are aware of that, as virtually every member of the Patriot organization would have to be aware of, then that, to me, means you should put yourself consistently in positions where people can't question your behavior. And, oh, by the way, one of the things that people could do is, if you're filming the sideline, people can question your behavior. So I think this is messy. I think this is dumb. And whoever okayed it in any way should be fired by the Patriots. That includes the people who were working the cameras, the people who put together this entire concept of this story, everything. I want to know the details on it, and I I am inclined 
to fire somebody over it. Now, the problem for the Patriots is probably if you fire someone over this, you potentially create a bigger story now, and I would imagine that they would just prefer that this entire thing go away. So that in and of itself remains a major issue for the Patriots going forward. So we've been talking about dumber move, Le'Veon Bell or the Patriots, uh, and maybe I need to put up a poll question for this during one of the next commercial breaks and allow you guys to weigh in. As always, you can weigh in at Clay Travis on Twitter. So uh, those are the big stories that we are following as we come down the stretch run. Now, what I think is a big story here is what's going to happen in the world of the NFL as we come down the final three weeks of the season. Uh, and in particular, we come back out of this next commercial break I'm going to ask a question that I think is a fascinating one. How many teams are actually Super Bowl contenders? In other words, how many teams that right now are in the mix for the playoffs do I feel like can win either two or three games and advance to the uh, the postseason into the Super Bowl? Right now, there are seven teams in the mix in the AFC, and at most, there are eight teams in the mix, seven teams in the mix, I would say, in the NFC as well. So we've got 14 teams, 14 teams that still have legitimate Super Bowl aspirations coming down the stretch. That means we've eliminated 18 teams. How many of these 14 in the NFC and the AFC, seven in each conference, do I believe actually have a chance to win either two if you're getting a bye or to win three if you're the wild card weekend? How many of these teams can win two or three games and advance to the Super Bowl? I will tell you. Again, we've already eliminated 18 teams. There are 14 still alive. How many teams can advance to the Super Bowl? We will discuss that when we return. Uh, let me go ahead and give you the uh, the rundown of who those teams are that we're considering. In the AFC, if the season ended right now, this would be the seeding. One seed, Baltimore Ravens. Two seed, New England Patriots. Three seed, Kansas City Chiefs. Four seed, Houston Texans. Five seed Buffalo Bills, six seed Pittsburgh Steelers, seven seed if there were seven teams, the seven spot, the Tennessee Titans tied with the Steelers and tied with the Houston Texans uh, for either AFC South or final wild card spots. Those are the seven teams that are alive in the AFC. And the NFC season ended today, number one seed overall would be the 49ers, number two would be the Packers. Both those teams would get buys. Uh, the Saints would be the three seed. Dallas Cowboys, their four seed, believe it or not. Seahawks, the five. And the Vikings, the six, with the Rams on the outside looking in at eight and five as the seventh best team in the NFC. How many of these 14 could advance to the Super Bowl? We will discuss in the next segment. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty 
tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. A lot of talk about who's going to make the playoffs. The question that I have uh, is, first of all, of the teams that are in the mix to make the playoffs, how many of them do you feel like could actually advance to the Super Bowl? In other words, instead of just, hey, can they make the playoffs, can they advance to the Super Bowl, win either two or three games, once they get there. To me, that is the more intriguing question as uh, we come down the stretch run of the season. And there are seven teams. I'll start in the AFC. Then I'm going to bring in the crew because I'm interested for them. Uh, And I'm going to just go through as we count down. The Baltimore Ravens clearly can make the Super Bowl. I don't think anybody out there would be surprised if that happened. The Ravens have won nine games in a row. They are the best team in the AFC. They clearly can make the Super Bowl. 
Right now, the New England Patriots are the two seed, and I'm a little bit uh, a little bit nervous about whether they can make the Super Bowl. In fact, if it weren't the Patriots, I would say the answer is no, based on what they've accomplished here. But because the Patriots have been so dynastic for the last 20 years, the answer is clearly right now, yes, the New England Patriots can make the Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs, I think they can. I really do. They went on the road and they won at Foxborough. Uh, they were close to doing it last year. I believe the Chiefs are good enough to make the Super Bowl. Houston Texans, I don't believe are good enough to make the Super Bowl. They have been too erratic in the way that they have performed. They go out and they get crushed by the Ravens. They come back and they beat the Patriots. And then they get crushed by the Denver Broncos. I don't believe that the Houston Texans right now as the four seed are good enough to make the playoffs in uh, the uh, in in the AFC based on what I've seen. I also don't believe the Buffalo Bills are good enough to make the playoffs based on what I have seen. They have been way too mediocre on the offensive side of the ball. They uh, are lack explosiveness when it comes to being able to score with other teams. I know that they have a good defense, but I don't believe the Bills are a legitimate threat to win three straight games, which is what they would have to do coming out of the wild card uh, on the road. And so uh, I believe the Bills are not a threat, and I also don't believe the Steelers are a threat uh, to advance to the Super Bowl coming out of the AFC. The only other team that's alive is the Tennessee Titans. I do believe, based on what we've seen the last seven weeks, based on how good Ryan Tannehill has been, uh, how good this offense has been, with him at the helm, that the Titans, who already have a good defense, are good enough, especially if they beat the Texans on Sunday and take over first place in the AFC South. I do believe that the Titans are good enough to make the Super Bowl. So, my analysis here of the AFC playoff picture, Super Bowl contenders, is I believe the Ravens are, I think the Patriots are, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are, and I believe the Tennessee Titans are. I think there are four teams in the AFC right now that I could see legitimately going to the Super Bowl. That's four out of the seven playoff contenders. What say you, Danny G? Do you buy into the four that I believe in? Do you believe there should be more or less on this list? Probably less. And my question about your Titans, how is Derrick Henry's hamstring? I mean, watching him this past weekend... Nobody wants to stick their head in there and even try to tackle him. He's just had an amazing season. So I can see the Titans scoring enough points. The question mark has been your DBs and your defense. So The I, defense has actually been far more consistent this season. Pressuring the quarterback, the yeah. Obviously, you've had some injuries in your defensive backfield. You guys give up a lot of points, uh, potentially, but you score more. So... You know, I could see your Titans winning a game in the playoffs. I don't know about going to the Super Bowl. I think in the AFC, it is the Ravens, the Patriots, the Chiefs. That's it. I so think you only have three. Only three that are Super Bowl winning contenders. I think you look down the stretch, and we'll see. I mean, I, I could be optimistic on the Titans. If they beat the Texans this weekend, which I think they will be, and get a home playoff game, then I think they deserve to be in the mix based on the way they're finishing the season. Uh, what about you, Dub? How many AFC teams? I said the Ravens, the Patriots, the Chiefs, and the Titans. I said I don't believe in the Texans, the Bills, or the Steelers as Super Bowl threats. 
Well, how would you analyze this? Yeah, I agree with the three that you say are not contenders. The Texans, Bills, and Steelers. I don't think the Texans are consistent enough, and the Bills and Steelers just don't have enough firepower on offense. As for actual contenders, I'm really torn with the Titans here because I've seen what they've done the last seven weeks, and it's been just really, really impressive. But I'm not ready yet to put them in that conversation quite yet. I don't think they're on the level of the Ravens, Chiefs, and Patriots. So right now, they I'm going to say They just beat the Chiefs three. three weeks ago. Yeah, but if you go back, that was a pretty... Fluky uh, game, potentially. Yeah, yeah, potentially fortunate game for the Titans. I, I would argue that that's when the Titans really started to hit their stride. I, I think when Tannehill drove the Titans down to score that touchdown to beat the Chiefs, since that point, he's been on fire. And this Titans offense has been on fire. Now, you can say, well, they just played the Jags, the Colts, and uh, the Raiders, and those aren't exactly great teams, but they have dominated those three teams in succession, beating them by 14-plus all combined. So uh, we'll see what happens this weekend against the Texans. I think we could have a shootout potentially in Nashville because I do think uh, the Titans' offense is roaring into shape uh, and the the Texans are going to be desperate coming off the beatdown that they took from the Broncos. But so you agree with three, you're questionable on the Titans. Yeah, that's that's where I am right now, and I think you're right. After this weekend, I think the Titans will beat the the Texans. But as we mentioned earlier uh, in the week, they got a tough finish with two games against the uh, Texans and one against the Saints. So it's going to be a tough stretch to finish. No doubt. What about you, Eddie Garcia? How many teams in the AFC are good enough to advance to the to the Super Bowl? Well, as you know, Clay, I usually like to agree with you, but in this case, I'm going to have to agree with Danny and Dub. I've got Baltimore, I've got Kansas City, I've got New England. I do not have Tennessee. So you only have AFC. three teams in the AFC that are good enough to go to the that Super Bowl. That is correct. Uh, all right, what about you, Roberto? I only got two. I got the Chiefs and the Ravens. I don't believe in the tie-ins just yet. And uh, the Patriots you, you, are... You don't believe the team that has been to nine Super Bowls and the quarterback that has won six of them is good enough to go to the Super no, Bowl No, they, they, they're going so bad that they're recording the Cincinnati Bengals now, so I'm going to yeah. say the Patriots. The that pa- is a, that is a strong opinion and from the, Roberto, and that the, the Patriots are not good enough to go to the Super Bowl this their, year. Their offense is terrible. Their offense is terrible. I don't see it getting any better. Okay, so at and they got most, rolled, and they got rolled by the Ravens. I don't see them beating the Ravens. I, so it's interesting here. So there are seven teams that are in contention for the playoffs. The show, not counting me, believes only three of them, including as few as two. Uh, with Roberto tossing the Patriots on the dumpster bin of history, uh, I believe the Titans are a legitimate contender. All right, so that is the AFC. All right, at most on the show four, at least two. Uh, all right, so here's the NFC playoff picture. How many of these teams do you believe can make a run to the Super Bowl? We'll talk about that in just a sec. But first, Eddie Garcia, let me get an update from you. All right, we'll start with the big news out of Major League Baseball. It went down on Tuesday night with the New York Yankees and free agent pitcher Garrett Cole agreeing on a nine-year deal worth a record $324 million. Cole's 29 years old. He went 20-5 and last year, had a 2.50 ERA, and led the Major Leagues with 326 strikeouts. He'll make $36 million per season. The deal does include a player option after the fifth season. College basketball, another number one ranked team goes down, this time Louisville, losing to Texas Tech 70-57. to Cardinals join Michigan. Michigan, 
uh, Michigan State, I should say, Kentucky and Duke as number one teams to lose so far this college basketball season. Penn State hands number four, Maryland, its first loss of the season, 76-69 to the final. And number 11, Baylor gets by number 18, Butler, 53-52. Light night in the NBA, a couple of games to note. Overtime for the Heat to beat the Hawks, 135-121. 76ers get by the Nuggets, 97-92. We'll be back to outkick the coverage in 10 seconds. First, a word from Mako. Are you tired of staring at that dent? At Mako, getting collision repaired is as easy as book, quote, fix. Come to Mako for a collision repair backed by our best price guarantee. Uh-oh, better get Mako. Now back to Clay Travis and the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. We're breaking down uh, who we think could actually make the Super Bowl coming out of the NFC and the AFC. And I probably should say this too. People say, like, what's your criteria? In general, I would like to see teams that can win games multiple ways. What do I mean by that? I mean that your offense is good enough that if you need to, you can score 30-plus. And I'm not talking about scoring 30-plus in, like, flukish ways. Hey, we're going to intercept two different passes and return them for touchdowns. Hey, we're going to return a kick for a touchdown. I mean, your offense can score 30-plus, and your defense can hold somebody in the teens. So you have a team. I like to look at teams. The best teams are capable of winning a shootout, and they're also capable of winning a defensive struggle. They are talented enough on both offensive and defensive sides of the ball that they're not incredibly lopsided. So that's kind of my theory because in general, in order to make a run to the Super Bowl and uh, and, and be in contention, you have to have a wide variety of ways to win games. So I believe right now there are four AFC teams and uh, the Titans are getting some pushback from the crew. Baltimore the Patriots, and the Chiefs. All right, Ravens, Patriots, and Chiefs, I don't think most people are disagreeing with. I believe the Titans are the fourth team in the AFC that could make a run. I expect them to beat the Texans this weekend and be in the AFC South lead, uh, a half game back, by the way, at that time, from Kansas City in the three spot, because remember, the Titans would have the tie break there. So I expect for that to be the lead in. But those are my four right now. How about the NFC? Uh, I feel good about the 49ers. They're a great example of a team that I just talked about can win games in multiple ways. They just won on the road against the Saints 48-46, to but I also think they can win 17-14 to if they need to in a defensive struggle with the talent they have on that side of the ball. The Green Bay Packers. I know they're the number two seed right now in the NFC. I'm a very borderline yes on believing they can make a Super Bowl run. And people say, what are you talking about? They're 10 and 3. They're out there. Well, look at unpack that 10 and 3. They got run by the Philadelphia Eagles. When they've gone out to California, they've gotten dominated. Their best win is early in the year against the Minnesota Vikings. Other than that, they went on the road and they beat the Chiefs, but they did it against Matt Moore. And that was a relatively competitive game. I'm not really a believer in the Packers. The only reason I'm saying yes is because of Aaron Rodgers. But I think that's a wobbly yes. The Saints, yes, although they definitely recently on defense have given me reasons to question how good this defense is. So I believe in the 49ers. I believe in the Packers. I believe in the Saints as Super Bowl contenders. 
the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles, whichever team wins the NFC East, no. No. I am not a believer that this team has shown you they can win three games in a row to go to the Super Bowl against great playoff competition. No, I'm out on the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, on the Seahawks. Yes, on the Vikings. And maybe even, although I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, depending on how they play, I'm going to leave the Rams out. So I believe in the Vikings. I believe in the Seahawks. I believe in the Niners, the Packers, and the Saints. I've got five teams. I'm going to leave out the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles, whoever wins the NFC East. And I don't think the Rams are going to be able to make this postseason. And even if they do, they have played too many games that uh, where the performance is just awful. So I'm not a believer in the Rams either. What say you, Danny G? I think I'm right there with you with the NFC Niners. Yes, of course. Packers, it, you sit there and you think about it. And I heard you guys or saw you guys debate this on Lock It In yesterday. I think everybody kind of feels the same way. The defense looked good at the beginning of the season. Their play has been uneven. But like you said, because of the Aaron Rodgers factor, I think it's the same as what we were debating with the Patriots. There's always a chance that they could make a run in the playoffs. Have the Saints, Vikings, Seahawks, although that injury to their running back Penny is a big deal. Um, And the Rams, I was looking at what they have left. They're at the Cowboys, at the Niners, and then they host the Cardinals. Whereas the Vikings, they finish at Chargers, they host the Packers, um, and then they host the Bears. And you talked about how how, how they already played the Packers earlier in the season. So we're hoping the Vikings keep that sixth seed, right? Uh, I mean, I think they will. I do believe, however, that the Rams are likely to have the tie break. So if you're a Rams fan, if you can get to the same record as the Vikings, which is why this game is so monumentally important for them on the road against the Cowboys. It's pretty much a must-win this weekend for the Rams down in Dallas. And for the Cowboys, it's not as much of a must-win because regardless of what happens against the Rams, if they go on the road and they beat the Eagles – they'll probably win the NFC East because they would have won both games in the division and they would have the tie break. So, uh, so yeah, but I'm just not a believer in either of these teams, the Rams or the Cowboys. What about you, Dub? You agree with my list? Anybody else you would add in the NFC? Yeah, I've got the 49ers, Saints. Those are the two top teams. I think everyone probably agrees on that. Then the Vikings, Packers, and Seattle. Those are... Let's see, my five teams, uh, you're right. The NFC East winner is not going to make any noise in the playoffs. And I'm not saying the they Rams... can't win a game in the NFC East. I'm just saying you have to look at it and say, have you seen anything that suggests the Cowboys or the uh, the Eagles could win three games in a row in the postseason, which is what they'd have to do playing out of the wild card weekend? And no, I haven't seen anything that suggests they can win three in a row. Yeah, especially if they'd have to travel to San Francisco or to New Orleans. I don't see that going well for whoever has to do that in the playoffs. So those are my five teams, 49ers, Saints, Vikings, Packers, and Seattle. What about you, uh, Eddie Garcia? How many of these teams do you think are legitimate threats to advance in the NFC? Uh, I'm, I'm only going with four. I feel really strongly about the 49ers and the Vikings. Uh, I'm not putting Green Bay in there. I'm less enthusiastic about Seattle and New Orleans, but I will include them So you're well. taking the Packers out. Why do you not have the Packers in as I a just, team? I don't think they're good enough defensively, and I think you know they just rely completely on Aaron Rodgers and put pressure on him, and he's, uh, you know, 
I mean, you could say that about every quarterback, I guess, but I just don't believe Green Bay has a Super Bowl team this year. I mean, even though they're in the two seed and would have it by and would only need to win two games. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you can certainly make that argument. And I was kind of tiptoeing up to it, but ultimately decided that I believe in Aaron Rodgers enough, especially if they're the two seed, which I think they have a decent chance to, to, to maintain. Uh, if they are the two seed, then all they have to do is win one game and they're in the NFC Championship. And that one game they have to win would be at home. And so that doesn't seem like an incredibly tall task, particularly when you consider the impact of Lambeau Field usually on the teams that they play against. So uh, so to me, I think you have to put the Packers in there, but I certainly can understand if you did not believe, based on what you've seen, even though they're 10-3, and three, that they're capable of, uh, of getting a run going and winning a couple of games in the postseason. What about you, Roberto? I got the – obviously the 49ers and the Saints, and uh, the, I got the Seahawks and then uh, – and... I'm not really uh, sure about the the Packers or the Vikings either, like Eddie. So I think this is a good, thanks for the uh, the breakdown there. I think this is a uh, an, an interesting way to look at things because we focus first on playoff contenders, and basically we're already to the point now in the AFC and the NFC when there's only one team outside of the playoffs right now who really has a chance to make the playoffs. In the AFC, that team is the Titans, who are tied in the AFC South and tied with the Steelers for the last playoff spot. In the NFC, that team is the Rams, and the Rams are just right on the edge of uh, the playoff picture, trying to fight their way in after digging a decent hole for themselves early in the season. They're a game back of the Minnesota Vikings as we come down the stretch right of the season. So that is, uh, I, I think, an intriguing way to look at the picture right now. How many teams actually do you believe can go to the Super Bowl? I've got, of the 14 teams, I've got four in the AFC, and I believe I had five in the NFC. So nine teams out of 32 right now, I think are playing well enough to advance to the Super Bowl. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The poll question as we speak. Hope all of you are having a fantastic Wednesday as we finish off the show here in the Geico Outkick Studios. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically. With no limit to how much it will match, millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. Just popping the poll question up as we speak, which was dumber, the Patriots videoing the Bengals sideline or Le'Veon skipping a game with the flu and going late night bowling? Uh, that is up now. You can go vote at Clay Travis on Twitter, and uh, you'll be glad uh, that you did to be able to get your voice heard in our great debate. Uh, for you guys out there, I beat Cousin Sal in the Fantasy Football League, um, the high-end Fantasy Football League that I'm in. I now have a game against Todd Furman. Uh, he's on Lock It In with me, 4.30 Eastern, 3.30 Central, 2.30 Mountain, 1.30 Pacific. The winner of our game is guaranteed $15,000. So we effectively have a $15,000 fantasy football matchup this weekend. Now, Furman is favored, but I have said that partly 
the Christmas bonus season on the show. By the way, does any other host give Christmas bonuses to people on this show? A couple others. Like who? Uh, I know uh, I got one from Ben Maller before. And uh, and I, I, I can't remember which other host, but I heard a crew talking about another host giving bonuses. All right. So you guys are now invested in this because if I win this match, then I'm guaranteed $15,000, which is a pretty high-end fantasy football payout. Ooh, what does the loser get? Uh, so we're into the final four now. There's a $60,000 prize pool. Damn. So the winner of the league gets $30,000. The uh, the middle fifteen thousand dollars to second place, ten thousand to third place, and five thousand to fourth place. So I'm guaranteed worst case scenario that I'm going to finish fourth in the league and I'll get five grand. Best case scenario, I could win thirty if I won two straight games now in the final four. And obviously, if I lose this one, I could still win the third place game and get ten grand. I would be very comfortable. I'm sure Furman is not okay with it. I would be very comfortable taking an even split of all the payout in the final four and and just saying, okay, all of us get fifteen grand. That seems fair to me. Uh, I would rather just go ahead and lock that in than than potentially have the chance to win thirty. Uh, but I don't think I'm putting him out there. But Scott Van Pelt is also one of the final four. So Van Pelt's in the other side of the bracket. And Furman and I are on this side of the bracket. So one of and Van Pelt's had the best team all year long. So Van Pelt is in the lead to potentially win the 30. If you were setting Vegas odds right now, he's had the best team all season long, although Furman's team's gotten hot because he's got Lamar Jackson at quarterback, and Lamar Jackson obviously has been on fire. So I need the Jets. I'm not very optimistic about this, but I need the Jets to be somewhat decent against Lamar Jackson to give me a chance to win. And then the question that I have for you guys, and I want you guys to think about it, I have been, I'm just trying to get together, like scramble to get the best possible team. I've now got three quarterbacks that are on my roster because tr- I need a quarterback to be able to compete with Lamar Jackson. I need somebody who's going to have a well of a game. Which of these three quarterbacks would you start for a $15,000 contest going up against Lamar Jackson? I've got Jimmy Garoppolo. I've got Phillip Rivers. And I've got Ryan Tannehill. So partly you have to factor in matchups, right? So basically, who do you think is the most likely to go off and post a big game? Now, last week, all three of these guys were great. All three of them were on fire. Garoppolo, maybe the game of his career. Ryan Tannehill was just extraordinary, almost 400 yards passing against the Raiders. And Phillip Rivers. Do we have the audio, by the way, of Phillip Rivers trash talking? Uh, yeah, it's a little hard to hear, but we can play it if you Let like. me play it. This is the, Philip Rivers. They they were mic'd up. Philip Rivers throws a 90-yard touchdown pass, and this audio is out there. He's going for 90-yard touchdown! 90-yard touchdown! Hey, see, I'm too. You see, I ain't talking. Stay humble, bro. Stay humble. Stay humble, cuz. I can be excited. Yeah, but don't do that by my ear. Don't do it by my ear. No, I'll do it by my ear. I will do it by my ear. No, no, no. Hey, one one seven. That's what I do. I'll have that after the game. 17, just keep talking. That's Phillip Rivers, and uh, who's the defensive player for the Jags? One of the defensive players from the Jags, and that's Phillip Rivers bragging about the 90 yard touchdown pass. I think it was actually an 86 yard touchdown pass. 
Uh, but uh, it, that that in and of itself is, uh, and they referee. Yeah, sorry, I'm not a Jags fan. How do you say his last name? It's N G A K O U E. That's a lot of vowels. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, but yeah. So that is the uh, that's the audio of Philip Rivers who had a big game as well. Uh, there's a lot at stake here. Which of those three do you think you would start? Man, I hate. This is why fantasy football frustrates a lot of us because ultimately, especially when there's big stakes. I mean, we're talking about the decision that I make here could be worth $15,000 because if I pick the right quarterback, I have a decent chance of winning. If I pick the wrong one, I have almost no chance. See, And I would have said Garoppolo right away, but suddenly the Falcons look pretty decent. See, I think Garoppolo can put up a big number against the Falcons. Like I think the Falcons defense is questionable. And it is in Santa Clara. Yeah. So, I mean, I Um, like the over in that game, but I also feel like that the the Titans Texans game is going to be a shootout. So I feel like Tannehill could put up some big numbers as the, uh, you know, just based on the fact that I think the Titans are going to put up a decent amount of points against the Texans. What do you think, Dub, between Garoppolo and Tannehill? To and me, and Phillip little... Rivers, I mean, who is who played really well last week. Well, I, I'd be very wary of starting anybody against the Vikings defense, against uh, especially Rivers, yeah, who's been turning the Rivers. ball over. I think the answer is Tannehill because – I think the 49ers might just run the ball all over the Falcons and just control the clock, get out of there yeah, with a win a with no injuries. Too. So I think the answer is Tannehill here. You go with the hot hand against a Houston defense that just gave up who knows how many points to Drew Locke. So I think Tannehill has got to be the answer here. I say also Tannehill. He's ranked higher for this week on as the top quarterback. He's yeah, I don't know. You can't always go seven. by that, though. I know. I know it's tough. And, and the question is, has Tannehill been so good that he's going to regress? And he's going against Houston. I would love our OutKick listeners to help with this as well. <laughs> that way we have somebody to blame besides Clay. Maybe we could do it later in the week because I have to. Yeah, uh, like tomorrow, if we could we, open up the studio lines and then all of us can have a little huddle and get the best lineup possible because we I have a lot riding put, on this. I could also put it up on, uh, on social media. I mean, there's $15,000 minimum at stake here like if I win I guarantee myself $15,000 and I'm playing for potentially 30,000 so that's a big dollar decision here in terms of who to go with at the quarterback position I think I need to put it up as a poll question uh for tomorrow uh that's a good idea let the the masses be involved in helping to make a decision uh going forward here by the way question who's dumber the Patriots or Le'Veon Bell nearly a dead heat 51% 51% Patriots, 49% Le'Veon. They're both idiots. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.